Welcome to the Thrive Podcast, the place where you will get to know inspiring real-life women who dare to do the uncommon. They embrace who they are in their life's purpose, and most importantly, they thrive because of it. I am Olga Mueller, a personal success coach and speaker, passionate traveler, and unshakable believer that everyone deserves to live a life they love without ever having to feel guilty about it. Each week, I will introduce you to powerhouse women from all around the world to show you that you can create a fulfilling life you love, no matter the circumstances, personal history, or topic. Me and my fellow ladies are here to bust your fears, your feelings of guilt and shame, and boost your confidence to a whole new level where you are finally able to see that I can do it too. Get ready to dare, embrace, and thrive unapologetically with us. Let's do this. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hola, hoy. Привет. Today I have a real powerhouse woman with me. Um, her name is Sarah Hintz. She's originally from Germany, but she moved or immigrated to New Zealand a while ago. And um, this powerhouse woman is, um, you know, she, she's working in, a, let's say, a male-dominated uh, area. Um She studied mechanical engineering and is now working as a project manager for mechanical services. And um, I'm very, very excited to share her story with you today um, because I know that she is she is uh, achieving things that I think many of us secretly wish. So not only immigrating, you know, from Germany to New Zealand, um, I think is a dream for many out there. Um, but also, you know, competing and being successful in a very, let's say, male-dominated area <coughs> where many women would maybe, you know, um, hold back or don't uh, dare in going into it um, because of the maybe difficulty for a woman. But um, let's say hi to Sarah first. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I am very well today. Thank you very much. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm great. And I'm excited to have you here. Um, Thank you. So I already gave a little introduction for uh, our audience, but um, why don't you go ahead and tell our, our listeners a little bit about yourself? Like, what are you doing right now exactly? Um, how is life like in New Zealand right at the moment? Um, so, yeah, as you said, I'm, I'm Zara, I'm 32 years old, and I left Germany around five years ago, and um, I've been living and working and just, like, enjoying life in yeah. New Zealand um, for the last five years. Um, as you said, um, I work in construction, mm -hmm. so I'm a project manager. I originally studied mechanical engineering and also... Um, I did a master's degree in industrial engineering, a bit sort of a focus on quality management and process management. And um, I came from a manufacturing background, pretty precise equipment that we fabricated. And um, I left all of that to go to New Zealand to work in something that is, oh, let's just be a meter off here if we install this and she'll be fine. And everything is a bit more big picture, concrete and columns and roofs and services and just all of that that is completely different to what I actually studied 
Yeah. So a huge change for me, but um, challenges every day, and I just I just love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So originally, Zaga and I met in China, actually. So totally yeah. <laughs> different place uh, in like 2011. So already eight years ago, and. Um, yes. I just by chance, uh, you know, I think it was really just by incident that we just started to chat. And then you told me that you're planning to go to New Zealand. And I was like, <laughs> wow, like, I don't know, for me, Australia, New Zealand was a long time dream to just visit, you know. And then you were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to immigrate uh, with your boyfriend at that time. And I was like, oh, my God, I admire that so much. And I think there are so many like girls and women out there who, you know, They're frustrated with where they are living, with their job, whatever, and uh, would like to move to a new place. <clears throat> But it takes a lot of courage, really. And uh, so I want to go back to to that uh, time uh, when you were uh, planning your, let's say, leave, <laughs> your goodbye <laughs> from Germany, um, and really, like, What had happened that, you know, made you want to do this step? Um, so I guess there were multiple things that I was not happy with in Germany. Um, it's It was, first of all, the fact that um, it always seemed very boring. You were doing the same things every day. Um, you were going to work and you spend 40 hours with people or 35 hours with people that you weren't supposed to be friends with. Mm. Everyone looked at you and thought, oh, Mike, why do you have such a close relationship to your colleague or with your colleague? And I thought, um, that's really not me because I'm a very social person and I, I just really wanted to connect. So I thought maybe that's different. I heard that New Zealand is a bit different on that front. So that was reason number one. Mm. Um, second reason was I just wanted to travel. I just thought, why not? Like now's the time. Yeah. And um, so I, yeah, I thought I'd just do it now. Um, How old were you and, back then? Um, so five years ago, so 27. 27. Yeah. So I just finished my master's degree. Mm -hmm. um, that was in sort of January, February. And then in March, I, I left Germany and um, traveled a little bit on the way there and um, but just in New Zealand because I didn't really know, know where to go in New Zealand I thought I'll just have a look around and see what I like and then I settled down somewhere so I thought I'm gonna end up on the North Island but I ended up on the South Island Christchurch <laughs> so everything was different than what I expected <laughs> so but you 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 made the decision just basically based on I mean, in let's say in a professional terms, like based on nothing, you didn't have any job that uh, you applied for or nothing like safe. You just had the idea. Nothing safe. You just had <laughs> so the idea. I, mm, yes, I, in in general, you're right. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't like that. So okay. I wanted to go somewhere where I knew I can find a job. Mm -hmm. So um, I had three um, countries on my list. That was Brazil. Australia and New Zealand because I knew they need engineers and um, I can cope like start working there um, get a visa and be sweet I tried to sort of find my information about Brazil and it just didn't work out at all because of the language and my English wasn't good at the time 
like I struggled with English, but my Portuguese was just non-existent. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so Brazil was English out. was low, <laughs> Portuguese was even like less. <laughs> I didn't know a single word. I was like, I can't find anything in the internet that was written in English. And I was like, nah, out. <laughs> and um, then I wanted to go to um, Australia, and um, it was all planned. And they changed their visa requirements okay. or the way you can apply for visa. So it, I couldn't go there anymore. And then three months before I left, I decided to go to this little country next to Australia because the visa requirements were still the same. So yeah. pretty much a little bit random, but the plan I had, um, I knew that plan is going to work. I knew the visa requirements. I knew I'm going to get a visa if I find a job or if someone offers me a job. And I had a plan B if, I'm running out of money or if I'm failing, mm-hmm. I can come back to Germany and I know what is back there. I pack boxes in storage for Germany for me to just come back to and know, knowing it's it's there. And that was the most important part for me, that plan, plan A and plan B. Have like the security of like, okay, it, I, I will know like if, if this is, if A is going to happen, fine. If I don't find a job, then B is going to happen and I'm just going to exactly. be fine. Yeah. So you said you, you had just finished your master's. Did you already have a job back then when you were planning to, to leave? No. Are you no. just straight out of university? Oh, um, in Germany, yeah. you mean? Yeah, so I did my master's degree um, and my bachelor's degree on a sort of a part-time study. Okay. So um, I already worked as an, a mechanical engineer in Germany while studying um, for my bachelor's degree. And then I continue that, um, stayed in the same company, worked there for two years as a okay. bachelor of engineering. And then I did my master's degree sort of part-time while working. Okay. Yeah, I'm asking because I think like this job security is one of the biggest factors that is holding people back to have like the, the balls to say, okay, I quit and I'll just yeah. go and... Um, like leave this safety safety net of a job <laughs> that is it's yeah. all just an illusion right but in our minds it's just like so huge and uh, so prominent so where did you get like this courage to de- to take that step i mean being frustrated i think with your maybe social environment and um the connection that you said with the people um maybe like one one factor but what really gave you or what got you to the lowest point to say like I've had enough like I need to leave because I really can't see myself here Mm, I think it was um politics that added on to that um just things I didn't agree with and also you mean no that's or the real politics Germany as the real the real (laughs) politics (laughs) Yeah, um, so that was a, another part for me that okay. I struggled with in Germany. And then that, um, you know, when you run into someone in Germany and you haven't that, seen that person for two years, right? Yeah. You were like, oh, my God, we should have a coffee. Oh, I'd love to see you. This is so cool. And you never hear from them. You <laughs> never hear from them, right? It's either that, that or is. let me check, check my calendar. Oh, yeah, in like three months, I have like one <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So I ran into these people from school and from uni and from sort of like just working. And they were all like, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. Let's just have a coffee one day. And it Mm -hmm. didn't happen. 
And I thought, my God, you guys are really not honest. And I heard about the Kiwis that are that they are really friendly people. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I just gave it a go. And here it is different. You you meet someone and you're like, oh my God, I haven't seen you for like three months. Let's gra- grab a coffee right now. Do you have time? And they like, yes, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And um, people just take the time and people connect. And that's something I really missed in Germany, not just at work, also mm-hmm. in my sort of private life. And so that was the, was that the biggest factor for you? To say yes, I that was the biggest factor for me. Yeah. And, um, and then you said, where did I get the, the courage from yeah. like doing this? It was, um, I'm an engineer. I just looked at the numbers, you know, like I have got 10,000 euros. I can live that long with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what I can, I, if I have to buy a car, I do this and I, I did my research, how much the rent is, what else do you have to pay? Okay. Insurance for your car costs this and that. And I had a big Excel sheet that told me what I can and what I can't do. And the day would come where I'll run out of money, but yeah. I knew when it's going to happen. So there was this safety net. It was a, a figure. It was a certain amount of money and that was there. And how, and I, how, yeah. How about let's say um, the emotional part? Like, how how was your maybe family and friends, uh, your like uh, social environment su- supporting you or uh, trying to hold you back from doing that step? I know well, from so myself, everybody would be like, "Oh God, you're freaking crazy! Why are you doing this? You're ruining <laughs> your life! Don't do it!" So, <laughs> I don't know if it's. I heard of certain cases very seldomly that there are people who are supportive, but I find that for many people, usually it's the opposite. Like all the critics come come in and everybody's just trying to hold you back. So I'm curious, like, how was it for mm-hmm. you? Well, I, no one was trying to hold me back. Um, I was surprised because I thought they're going to say, no, nah, I don't do it. But I also didn't tell them the truth. I said, <laughs> I go travel a bit. <laughs> and then I'm, I might go and work there for a couple of years, but I come back. <laughs> so knowing that if I'm going to go somewhere for like two or five years, I'm not going to come back. But that's what was needed for the grandparents and the aunties and the uncles yeah. to just say, hey, I'm just it's a little adventure. Don't you worry. I'm coming back. And then sort of after the first two years, they were like, you're not coming back, aren't you? And like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no one. No one said you're crazy. Everyone said, "Yeah, do it. Um, have fun." But yeah. What do you think they had told you if you would have given them the full, full-on truth? Um, I think they wouldn't have believed it because the plan, the plan was there. But mm-hmm. me switching the plan from Australia to New Zealand three months before leaving, everyone thought I'm just like completely, <laughs> like kind of weird because this is not me at all. Like everything in my life was planned. Right. And then I'm yeah. just changing the destination. People at my leaving party were still saying, have good luck in Australia. I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm going to New Zealand. <laughs> and, um, so I think if I would have told them that I'm not coming back, they would have just thought like, yeah, nah, like she's like so far away from the reality right now that yeah, it's not going to work. But <laughs> that way they just thought I just want a little adventure. Okay. So. <laughs> Worked out. <laughs> <laughs> and has there been uh, anybody in uh, or people you know that have been doing that before who dared to do that or were you the first from the people you know 
um, I think I was the first. Yeah, yeah. I I can't recall a person. Maybe I'm missing. Apologies to the people I'm not remembering <laughs> right now, but yeah, um, I don't think um, I I can recall someone who has left Germany. Yeah. So where where do Sorry. you think that that like desire came from? I think it sort of started with being in China, um, where we spent some time um, just being in a completely different culture, um, different environment, but knowing I couldn't live in China. So I was like, that, ah, take that box, try that, <laughs> not working. Um, but I wanted to travel and I, I was unhappy. So it was like, okay, why not just trying? Right? It's like, it was work. a logical approach, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like a good engineer but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i think like also from personal experience i think it helps like you get this taste from like one maybe trip and maybe for somebody it doesn't even have to be like you know like us three three months or longer in china but sometimes it's just enough to go a week or two and you just experience a yeah. totally different environment and you open up your horizon and you see like there's other things out there and uh but and but it's obviously like some stuff is just holiday right yeah. like you can't compare leaving your your home country no, no, no. with going on a holiday for two weeks so um a lot of people sort of said that to me it's like oh yeah just because you like traveling but yeah do you really think you can do that and i was like all right we don't know we'll, we'll see yeah. right right if it doesn't work out it's just a big holiday um, and i come back so um yeah i think I think you know yourself well enough, um, or every person should, to say, I think I can do this, and I think I want that. And you just have to prove it to yourself. Yeah, right? definitely. But I think it's very important for people to somehow get out of their box. Like, even if it's just for holidays, and it's obviously not representative of the reality and how living is there in other countries, but just, you know, go out and see that things can be done in a different way, that people are living yes. different lifestyles, that everybody has to do to follow the, you know, classical, whatever, corporate, corporate job, house, family, whatever sequence to be happy. And uh, I think this is very yeah. important. So it's awesome. You are right, yeah. That, <laughs> that you did that. So let's switch a little bit like gears now. So you, you came to New Zealand and obviously you found a job. <laughs> Otherwise, yes. plan A wouldn't have <laughs> continued. And like I said in the beginning, it's like, I mean, let's, we're, we're talking about stereotypes, but right. But usually uh, there's m much more men working in a construction uh, um, industry and also in mechanical engineering than females. I actually have quite uh, a few of mechanical engineer girlfriends, but uh, it's rather, let's say, um, an exception. Uncommon. Yeah, <laughs> and uncommon. And very ironically, all of them are more like, you, you would never believe that they are mechanical engineers because <laughs> they, are, they are just like very, in terms like girly, if you want to say. But um, so I admire that even more. Um, but so how has been this journey for you, um, even like maybe from your studies, but, uh, to like to today, like how was it for you as a girl being like, let's say probably with like 99% men around you? Um, yeah. So you, 
kind of spot on with the number. I, um, <laughs> it was it was me doing an apprenticeship as a mechanic, um, yeah. and there were twenty guys. Um, it continued with me going to uni, five hundred guys, four girls. Mm. Like we couldn't even miss the lecture. The professor was like, "Where are the girls?" I'm like, "Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> where are the four <laughs> girls?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was um that was obviously funny but <laughs> but um it then continued with the master's degree same thing just mm-hmm. um a couple of girls and um and then I started in construct like first of all working in Germany in a tip like a very stereotypical um mechanical engineering office um 400 people the only females were administration reception um sort of very standard um, roles and um, and then when I came to New Zealand funnily there was a bit of a translation error in my um, engineering degree and I sort of signed up for the wrong job um, which I only figured out when I started <laughs> and um, and then I realized I ended up in this in, environment that e- this even more male dom- dominated than what I was used to before. Uh-huh. There was literally no girl, and um, but it was always okay for me. I've always been a little bit of a tomboy, to be honest, and um, um, it was fine. I get along with guys. Um, I I I think they like me. <laughs> Just putting it out there. <laughs> It's, hey, and, it's a good um, thing to be liked. There's nothing wrong about being liked. <laughs> Let's just hope they're not hearing this and think, oh, no, actually, we don't like you. <laughs> um, no, anyway. <laughs> um, so I was I was very used to it. Um, I was, as a kid, working and helping my dad, um, building stuff. So I was always on the mm-hmm. tools, doing things. So very, very common. Um, but it it's not always easy just because it's normal or yeah. you're used to it. You still have your, your problems where you think, okay, like for me, a big problem still is the fact that I'm more emotional than the guys. Yeah. So if someone starts yelling at me in a meeting, my natural defense mode is crying and I need to, I needed to learn to not cry in meetings. Like it sounds weird, right? But I, I cried once, I think. It was very embarrassing. But it just I just couldn't control it. And these days I have my methods of I open up the laptop, I look at the laptop, <laughs> I start reading things, I just don't listen to the people yeah. yelling at me or wanting things from me. Just like I shut down and if I can't take it, then I just leave the meeting. I say, Okay, um I I have to do some stuff and I come back to this. Um knowing that if it's a bit more then I cannot control it um but that's that's understanding myself learning yep. what I can and can't do and that obviously takes a bit of time and yes it needed that one embarrassing time where I cried in the meeting and I walked out and said never ever again but right um how was the how was the reaction of the of the guys in that moment because they were so I wa- confused <laughs> <laughs> yeah because what I want people to realize who are listening It's it's not something that we choose as females. Oh, I want to be more emotional, but it's literally how our brain is 
not wired, but the areas of our brain for the emotional part are much bigger than the ones in men or male brains. So even if you don't want to react in a certain way, even if you don't want to feel emotionally over overwhelmed, even if you don't want to remember certain situations with a lot of emotions, we can't help it. It's biologically defined this way. So... <laughs> Um, I don't want pe like I just want to to mention that because I feel like you know it, it makes you feel like there there shouldn't be anything making you ashamed of that just because you know it's like what am I gonna do about it like it's programmed <laughs> in your biological DNA whatever so um, that's why I'm curious like how did they react? Um, they were really confused at the start. They like they didn't understand the situation. They knew me. They they yeah. knew that I am up for any jog. Um, like we have really, really big um, talks going on at work, like um, big banter. And um, but it was a very um, friendly environment. And uh, they just thought they can push me and push mm -hmm. me, but then I just collapsed. And uh, and they were super sorry. They were like, "Oh my god, uh, like we didn't mean it." And I was like, "It's fine. Just leave me alone for now. <laughs> I think I have to deal with this." <laughs> and um, but every one of them came to see me afterwards and said, hey, sorry, you misunderstood this. And I was like, no, no, you are misunderstanding this as well. It's like this just my natural reaction. I actually wasn't that kind of hurt. It it just it just happened. Mm. And um, and then we laughed about it. And it's OK. Um, I was still embarrassed, but it is what it is, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so what what other challenges do you see uh, for yourself uh, working in a very like uh, male dominant like let's say environment how is it to let's say compete with so many men like you said in the classes at university you know <laughs> it's actually a d disadvantage to be just one of four because you actually get let's say you, you stand out so much that it turns into your disadvantage because you can never miss any yeah. class <laughs> And I know from personal experience, like I played soccer and I always knew like as a girl, you have to prove yourself two times more. You have to be twice as good to be, let's say, considered to be equal. And um, yeah, um, how was this experience for you? Um, it was it was hard at the beginning because um, I think I hadn't had the uh, the self-confidence um, that I needed to be, um, to just support me. Um, I was often doubting myself. That was back in Germany. Mm -hmm. And um, also the, the first place I started working here in New Zealand, um, certain things came up and I felt that competitive, um, yeah, that, com that competing between the males and females. And I didn't want that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not better than a guy at something or worse. I'm just another project manager um, with certain talents and um, certain things I, I'm not good at. Yeah. And um, I I left those places because I didn't want to compete. Mm -hmm. And uh, I found a company now that sees me and that sees me as a project manager. Yeah. And um, I, they, I know they support me. Um, then I never had for a second the feeling that I have to prove myself mm. because I'm female. I'm very young for what I'm doing here. That's mm -hmm. often, that's more often now the problem mm -hmm. that I 
have the feeling, can I not just look a bit older? And, um, <laughs> <laughs> people are actually trusting my opinion. But um, it has nothing to do with being a female. So that competing okay. is it doesn't exist for me anymore. That's uh, awesome. But I believe in myself. And the people around me, they see me as a person and not as a female or a male. And I think that's key. That's why you want to be. And uh, But that takes a bit of time. You have to leave certain companies mm -hmm. and you have to understand yourself to get to that point. Is there something in specific that you would say maybe you – those one two or three points or whatever experiences they have really helped me to gain that self-confidence um and maybe well, not listen to the to the critics out there or let that get to me you know um i think for me it was always key that i knew the answers so sitting down and studying and reading at night about a topic that I didn't feel confident in um, to to nail it the next day at work. Um, so I did that. Um, I was always the first putting up my hand to go to a conference or um, to go to like a breakfast where people talk about, let's say, seismic engineering or something like that. Um, so I was always up for that. And I think um, the, the more I know about my work, um, the the more confident I am uh -huh. with presenting myself. So getting education. Because, yes, I think that is for, for me, I would say that that did the trick for me. Anything else? Maybe um, even like I, I what I from my personal experience um, learned, like um, I also always like back from my childhood I always somehow felt like I need to compete in order to prove myself and to gain respect and when I realized yeah. that fuck if if I if I continue with this belief that I need to do something in order for people to respect me like I I'm not giving myself any respect as, as well right because I need to do yeah. something but this is like a little bit messed up because we should assume that You know, res I, I have respect for myself. I have respect for you no matter what. I don't need to prove myself. I don't need to do anything additional to 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 gain that because I have it. And for me, that was one of uh, a big switch, like just changing this belief or understanding like where this is coming from and deciding I don't want to live any longer by this belief because my new belief is I have respect for myself no matter what. So is there yes. maybe yep. also some kind of belief that you realized you carried with you and that was not serving you at all? Um, well, it is a bit what you said. Mm -hmm. That's what everyone tells you at the start, right? As a girl, you have to be twice as good as, as mm. the guys, right? But yes, you have to learn that it's not the case. You just, you have your weaknesses and you have your strengths and um, everyone else has that. And, um, but yeah, as I said before, just knowing that I am intelligent, mm -hmm. that I do a good job and that I deserve respect because mm -hmm. I have delivered what needed to be delivered, helped me to, to, 
to trust myself and believe in myself and go to people and say, I've got no idea what you're talking about. I need your help. Mm. Like you, you especially was learning a new language as well, right? Mm-hmm. In these situations where people talking to me, I didn't even know what, what the topic was. And I was like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't help you. And I had to ask. Yeah. And um, today I know that it's okay to ask. And um, I first, at the beginning, I thought, oh, yeah, no, it's, they look at me like, you know, oh, why is she here? Why is she working for us? She doesn't even know that. Like, yeah, but I knew a hundred other things, yeah. right? And But you need to trust yourself and trust your knowledge um, to get over that. It takes a bit. That's great advice. Um, I think getting, uh, giving yourself the permission to ask for help is very critical, really, because... Yeah. We're so, um, I don't know, like society's, let's say, expectation in general of of women is to be like perfect and get it all done without any effort and all these kind of things, (laughs) right? And so I feel like sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves with everything that we should be able to do and uh, uh, all the things that we should be able to manage at the same time. And so getting help is like, I think, usually on the end of our list. Yes, yeah, and today I know I'm part of a team, um, a team at work, and um, that's 20 people here in Christchurch I work with, um, but that's overall 200 people between New Zealand and um, and Australia, and they know what I'm good at, mm. and they ring me, they ask me, but I know what others are better at, and mm-hmm. I just ring them, and it's okay, it really is, That's this, that makes a team. And if you want to be part of the team, then you have to give your good bid mm-hmm. and acknowledge that someone else is better at something else. That's that's all we do. We together building a building, yeah. and we do that every day. And we just want to give our very best. That's that's great. So, girls, get to know your strengths really, because, um, like Sarah said, like when when you know that, then you know you can it's okay to ask for help in the in the things that you're not so great at and um so i i love what you also mentioned like um shifting from let's say competing man versus woman and proving yourself in this terms to just basically competing with uh let's say the position that you have right and the just the results that are expected from you regardless what your gender is yeah. Do you think, like, um, in the last couple of years, this is something, <clears throat> like, shifting this focus, this is what has helped you uh, advance more, like, for, for you personally, from your perspective? Yes, yeah. Um, I'm trying to not compete. Um, I'm, I'm staying on purpose away from um, purely female organizations that mm-hmm. um, are talking about that they're treated incorrectly in mm-hmm. construction. I'm happy to sit down to work on the relationship between men and women because mm-hmm. it is often a problem in meetings. Mm-hmm. They misunderstand me. I misunderstand them. Um, and I think we, we can learn a bit more about the others and then be a bit more productive. But... Um, that's that's a, a combined approach. That's all of us together working yeah. in construction. It's not the girls sorting out how the guys should treat them. Yeah. Um, I'm 
really, really not a believer of that. And um, yeah, that's, I think this is how I see myself and everyone else sees that as well. I'm not, I'm not saying this guy next to me gets preferred just because he's a guy. Yeah. I never think that. He's better than me because he's really good at Excel. His Excel sheets are amazing. So I have to ramp up my skills or something like that, you know. I see why he's better than me. And that's the challenge. Not not looking at him saying, oh, he's a male. It's always everything was easier in his life. That's just not true. Like, I want to believe that there are enough guys out there that really want to change their position, and, but they have a male boss and they look at him and he will never promote them just because they don't like the face or he's just not the type of guy his boss likes, right? Mm. It's not That's not a female thing. That's a – everyone has that issue. That's awesome. I totally, like, I'm, I support that opinion. 100%. So if if you were to give, let's say, if there was a, a, a young girl just finishing her mechanical engineering studies and she is out, she's about to go out into this world um, where she, she's going to meet a lot of probably men who are, who will want to make her doubt herself, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. What would be like maybe three three advice or some kind of advice that you would give her to to not fall into the self-doubt like uh, pattern or or box um i would say be kind to every person you meet and try to understand why they are doing the job they do and what is important to them and how you can bond with that person Mm-hmm. There's always something that you can you can connect with a person with. Like there's always a topic. There's always um, uh, a, a a sport, a hobby um, you you can bond over. And um, if you find these things, people will see that you're just another friendly person, and they will forget that mm-hmm. you maybe do not belong in that environment and those thoughts will go away because they start liking you and you become just another colleague to them which is what you want right because you don't want to be special you just want to be one of them exactly yeah just establish relationships with people and try to see the best in them that's awesome and um one one topic that i also wanted to to talk with you it's we're moving a little bit in a different direction but since um it's like a more of a topic of let's say energy so um i don't know if anybody is here familiar with with the fact that you know everything is basically just energy your table is just uh, an accumulation of energy right and uh, as we have positive and negative like it's classified as let's say female and uh, male uh, it has nothing to do with being a man or a woman. Everybody has it, right? A man has female and male energy, and so do uh, women. And um, just for you guys to understand uh, what that means, so let's say the classical female energy would be like being more connected, being more present in that moment, creativity, intuition, those are all kind of 
feminine uh, energy traits and masculine energy traits are more like being you know in action being decisive uh being um like doing getting results done making decisions those are kind of a female trait uh, male traits sorry and so i'm just curious like you being in this environment day after day every day probably a lot of time um I know it sucks like a lot of energy out of one if you have to continuously uh, as a woman be in a state that is let's say not your your natural state so it's just like you're you're putting in a lot of effort um uh, which which makes you basically feel like a uh, very exhausted maybe at the end of the day right <clears throat> So, um, and maybe even like disconnected from this intuitive part, creative part, whatever it is. So how do you manage to keep it balanced? Because we, we, everybody needs to use both sides at certain moments, but sometimes we just need to get back in balance. So I'm curious, like, what are things that you do to keep your balance? Um, so I'm doing a lot of sports. Mm -hmm. um I when I was a kid I did trampoline that sort of moved into boxing and self-defense when I was a bit older now it's weightlifting um so I go to the gym mm -hmm. and um the reason why I go to the gym is because I can I can see my progress mm -hmm. I can I train um to a program I can see the development in my body I like my body more when I train because mm. um, I actually find it's more female, even though there are some muscles. Um, so that's one thing. Yeah. Um, I'm a very creative person, um, which is which I can use at work. Um, okay. Funnily, um, that's a really positive thing. Um, I do that at home as well. I build furniture. Um, I build a table for my for my new apartment. Um, I try to be a bit of a, like an interior designer with <laughs> my friends and my, my own place. So that's, um, awesome. that's something that um, that I like doing. I like to look at furniture, walking around, choosing colors that go with each other. I do a bit of sewing um, and knitting, which is, again, a lot of sort of, um, yeah, bright colors coming together. Yeah. Um, with the sewing, I actually do that. It's a very engineering task for me as well because I do my pattern, <laughs> my pattern as well. Like I do design everything, yeah. so I'm calculating well, how much do I need over here, and if I sew it together, then it deletes that. So, um, it's I've always been an engineer, and this is the way I am. So it's not everything in my work is like on that male side. Yeah. It's a very positive side for me as well. Um, but yeah, I like to go go out for coffee on a Saturday morning with um, with a couple of girls and we go and do a lunch and a thing and then we go to a market. Um, so I do all of these things. And, yes, I just w wear my polo shirt at work that says um, my company name on it yeah. and we all look the same. And then on Friday night I put on a dress and go for dinner and, and um, yeah, and then I feel a bit more female, I guess, than at work. That's nice. Um, that's, I think, the balance. But it also sounds like your your work or all your activities are somehow like um, combining those two parts, like uh, the logical part yes. and the <laughs> creative part. So that's amazing. And um, if you were to look 
uh, back on what you've accomplished like in your lifetime and let's say the struggles and challenges that you faced overcame um, what are like let's say I call it like three nuggets of wisdom would you give to maybe younger Sarah when she was four years old all the world <laughs> before her like what would be like three things that you want her to know no matter what because you know this is gonna help her Uh, maybe create the life that you she wants mm, I think one of them would be don't be so stubborn um, that would be <laughs> my first one yeah. because it's holding me back and still is um, so I'm trying to not be so stubborn um, I think another one would be to um, to it sounds a bit wrong a bit cheesy um, to chase your dream as yeah. soon as you think it you you know what it is because I was horrible in school people expected things from me that I couldn't deliver all I wanted back then when I was a kid was doing sports yeah and um I failed in school my parents were really angry and I was <laughs> a huge disappointment and uh, my brother was always the good kid and he was doing all the great things um but I've never saw the positive things in that it was it was always just being me being frustrated but I should have seen how much I've actually achieving with the things I liked and maybe should have found a way to follow that a bit earlier mm -hmm. and I think um, leaving Germany to go to New Zealand and start something new was uh, was me a little bit saying okay let's take all of this and put it by side because Yes, school was a failure, but your uni was great. You you did well because I knew what I wanted to do, right? Mm -hmm. But I couldn't beforehand. And then I did it and I thought, now I'm just going to do it. And um, I I left Germany. And um, maybe should have trusted that gut feeling back then a bit more. So what would you say was your, uh, your big dream? Leaving or... My The engineering part, no. or what was it? Um, yeah, basically being being an engineer. Yes. Yeah. I was good at math. I was good at physics. But the language never worked for me. Um, I was not good at art, but that's what my my, my mother expected from me. But, yeah, um, okay. but I didn't see that it was okay to be only strong in one discipline. It was always... You're, You're, you're you're failing everywhere else like uh, geography history everything but today i know it's okay like i just asked my brother when i have a history question i was like he knows i don't <laughs> and accepting that that you can be only good at one thing that's okay and today i believe that and what would be the third third thing oh I thought I'm off the hook with two <laughs> answers. <laughs> no, I'm counting. I'm counting. Um, I don't know. I don't. I can't answer that question. Um, don't have a third one. Um, maybe be a bit nicer. I had a couple of years in my life where I wasn't a nice, nice enough person. To um, yourself or to others or both? Both. Both. Yeah. Um, you need people around you. And you need friends, and um, everyone has a place. Um, just 
respect those people. And that's something yeah, I, I forgot in between. And it seems like from the things that you've shared with us today, it seems like those are exactly the things that um, are helping you to, well, to succeed further in, in your own lane. Like you said, like the re like relationships <laughs> are very important, and um, uh, it seems like you you are able to make new great relationships in New Zealand now, and uh, also figuring out that it's okay to you know be good at that, but I'm badass at that, and um, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, just just uh, fo focus on that. I feel like also now being a parent, it's like. I see like so many people like criticizing their children for not doing this or not doing that. And like you said, we should like see what are they good at? Because like you said, nobody needs to like know or, or study like facts and, and figures that you can now Google in like two seconds. This is not yeah. like what will uh, help you thrive in life, right? Figure out their talents and their passions and support them in that, right? Exactly. <laughs> awesome. So is there anything else that you want people to leave with from your side? Anything that y they should know? How, how, where, they sh where they should visit in New Zealand? Should they come? Is it awesome there? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is awesome. Um, even though we had a very tragic event on yeah. Friday, um, the shooting here in Christchurch. Um, It is an amazing country. Um, the people here are so open and honest and um, I have never had the feeling that they look at me in a strange way because mm. I obviously, obviously have an accent when I talk, even though I believe I don't have an accent, but <laughs> that's apparently wrong. Um, <laughs> um, they are... Um, They were really positive about people coming into their country to rebuild the, con um, the city after the earthquake. Um, that is, I think that's something that takes um, a lot of pride and strength to actually say, we need you, please, please help us. Um, it's a very international um, city we're living in here. Um, and it is by far the most beautiful country I've ever seen. Um, you the South Island, you wouldn't believe it. Like you, you drive for for a hundred kilometers, and the landscape changes three times. Like going to a place on the South Island is half your holiday. Like driving is the coolest thing you can do in New Zealand, and <laughs> one of the coolest things. <laughs> and um, it life here is um, a bit more relaxed. Um, And I think it's 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 happier in general. Mm -hmm. Everyone is happier than I've seen in Europe. Um, people go for coffee, for a meeting. Um, they catch up. They go for hikes together. Your work colleagues are allowed to be your friends. Um, I do say I work in a in a family business, yeah. and it is a family business because we are a family. We take care of each other. Um, And that, that for me is New Zealand. That's something I will just don't want to give up ever again. That sounds like yeah. so fantastic. I want to go like right now. <laughs> like I said, I've just never been. In, I'll come. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. But um, 
but Wait. I'll be here and I will buy you a coffee. <laughs> we can awesome. go and actually catch up. <laughs> I won't be able to say like later, <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> that will be great. No, but it sounds it sounds amazing, and I'm so happy that you found that place for yourself because I am. I know how difficult it is to to find a place that gives you this feeling. And um, I feel so many of us settle for something that is just like, you know, okay, but nothing that really like where you feel like really, I don't know, um, it, at home, like y y you got home, like it's your soul home, like you feel like totally immersed and, and great. And so it's so wonderful to hear that you found that. And uh, I hope that it inspires everybody else to, you know, to not settle and to go and, uh, like you said, pursue your dream. And um, if, if you're like, like Sarah and you need a plan, go ahead, make your plan. Uh, give yourself this kind of safety um, that, that you need. Uh, but, like, don't hold back and uh think back think then 10 years later if only i had done that right because i feel like this yep. is the worst that we can do to ourselves so thank you for much so much sarah um i think you've shared a lot of uh great insights uh, great learnings and um i think that's like the best thing that we can always do like learn from each other really because um Not everybody needs to do the same mistakes, go through the same struggles. And um, sometimes it's just like um, something as simple as like a talk and the exchange experiences that can help you or anybody else in this world here to, um, you know, think to yourself, you know, that, that, that's great. I, I start focusing, start focusing on your strengths. Uh, kill that self-doubt with uh you know getting education investing in yourself and things like that so thank you thank you thank you so so much thank you thanks for having me <laughs> bitte schön and, um, it was great fun thanks yeah so people if you go to new zealand go go in touch <laughs> with sarah she will <laughs> she will drink coffee with you and um, i will do a free christchurch um tour, tour for everyone who comes over yeah awesome <laughs> free christchurch um sightseeing tour yeah. amazing i drive you guys around <laughs> so take her word go visit and um thank you again thank you so much for tuning into the thrive podcast and spending your precious time with us If you found this episode valuable and think that others could benefit from it too, please share it with your network, friends, and family. I would also be forever grateful if you could go over to iTunes and leave us an honest review about the show. And if you have a comment, question, or topic that you would like to see covered on the show, go to algamuller.com slash thrivepodcast. So see you next week, girl. And until then, don't forget that you were meant to thrive.